Hey everyone, you're tuned into InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy. Join us as we talk about anything and everything. All the stuff that makes life interesting. So let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to InfoQuench. I'm your host Jeff. And I'm Amy. In this episode we're going to talk about joy. Joy. How to have joy, joy, joy down in your heart. There's lots of things to be joyful about. There's a lot of things to not be joyful about, but you got to find the joy in life. That's right. The things not to be joyful about will be covered in another episode. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. Never o'clock. Yes, at never o'clock. That's a great time frame. Nobody wants to listen to that. Well, what is joy though? What is joy to you? Huh? Let's talk about really what is joy? What is it? Is it something finite? Is it something, is it a construct in your mind? What is it? What is it? Okay. Well, wow. Way to put me on the spot there. Well, I'll tell you what it is to me, honey. We're only on this world for a finite amount of time, so you better find something to be joyful about. Because what's the point in living life if you're not joyful? Huh? We almost sound angry about your joy. I'm just joking. I'm just (laughs) taking a different... But you know what joy means to me is... Have you ever heard children playing and they, they almost like screech with happiness? Oh, yeah. Like to me, that's pure joy. That's just laughter in general. Like when you see somebody right. laugh. But they're just when they're just <clears throat> super excited or happy, and like, you know, they open a birthday present and they just can't contain it, and it's and it's pure. It's mm-hmm. not for show for anybody. It's it's they're, you know, authentic emotion at that time. Yeah, and, absolutely. And that to me is I the find concept that, of pure joy. I find that as children. We tend to joyfully go down wormholes of interest. You know, like, for example, like a little boy who's really, really amazed by dinky cars or a particular game or something like that. Like our little guy, he loves to play Mariopoly right now. Right. Like, and, and we're just really immersed in that, you know. But we, send, we, we tend rather uh, not go down those joyful wormholes as much when we're adults. And that is a kind of problematic you know, do you understand what I mean? Like, I can remember going, like, as a teenager or even early, like, a you know, like when I was 13 or 14, going to the library and just getting completely lost in the books. Like, just sitting down in the aisle and just being, like, just taking books off the shelves and just checking them all out and stuff. That was joyful to me to just to discover new poets and new writers and stuff that I was just amazed about. I haven't done that as an adult. <laughs> but I do it in different ways, I guess. You well, know. that's really fascinating because when you think about children, they're sponges. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything is new to them. They're continuously learning. And they also seem to be a lot happier than adults. So maybe there's something to that, the idea of yeah. continuously learning. And I know for me, one of the big things that gives me joy and part of why yeah. we started the podcast is I just love to research things. I love to read about new things. Mm-hmm. And I get really excited about the idea of trying a new system or whether you it's do. a new workout program or uh you've always you know, been that a way. way to you know reorganize the house mm-hmm. i i get excited about that challenge and that change and just learning something new and a new way to do things or just educating myself on an area of or a topic that i have you know know nothing about there are truly unending methods by which to you know rejuvenate your joy in things because there's so many things there's so many aspects of life that you have never really discovered like who knows i've never gone scuba diving but i could do it and it could be my lifelong passion you know well for, 
from now on anyways <laughs> but you know you know what i mean like but like for example when i was a teenager i was huge into into the band the doors and that was the very first for lack of a better word door that opened for me when it comes to like music like and getting immersed in a band and i'm sure you you love janis joplin right so you went down oh, yes, that absolutely. wormhole of Janis Joplin. My my uh, my dad introduced me to Janis Joplin. Well, not actually Janis Joplin because she was long gone. <laughs> Amy, this is Janis. Janis, this is Amy. <laughs> but no, but I remember Place him putting on Ball and Chain, and uh, you know, I was sitting at the kitchen table and listen listening to her record. And, yeah. Uh, no. To this I day, mean, you still love Janis Joplin. I do, and. It's it's funny you said earlier, you know, for the rest of my life. And I remember you earlier this week yeah. acknowledging that you felt like you're you've already lived more than half your life. Yeah, Talk I have. I paid. Li- I've lived more than half my life. More than half. Maybe maybe well, you'll be a centenarian. Generally, live to hundred. You know, I was reading today uh, around just statistics around the world's population. And so I'm actually 25 years old and bad with math. So just in case anybody's listening, <laughs> I was reading that by 2050, I guess essentially the world over now, the average life expectancy expectancy is about 70 years of age. Mm. By 2050, this particular article, and I'm sure there's all, but they predicted that life expectancy will have increased to 77 on average over the world. Now, That's interesting. obviously in, in first world countries or places where you have good medical care, you're going to have a higher life expectancy, but just the idea that medical advances, um, you know, they've actually talked about the, uh, the treatment for HIV and, and, uh, uh, AIDS being a huge factor in increasing the overall life expectancy right, because right. that was, uh, so detrimental. So I, that was a tangent, yeah, it's interesting but it's something tangent. to be joyful about it was that all life expectancy about joy. is increasing. I'm joyful about tangents because that's, that's how, <laughs> that's how life is. Life isn't a linear thing. It goes here, goes there, goes there, you know? We're going to lay, oh, I, I don't normally do this, but I'll lay out this episode a little bit. So Jeff and I are going to talk a bit about the specific things that give us joy in our lives and hoping that, you know, they mm. maybe spark some ideas for you. But first off, I want to talk a little bit about the Book of Joy, which is a book by the Dalai Lama and... His Holiness, uh, the Dalai Lama. That's right. His Holiness, Holiness the Dalai Lama and uh, Archbishop Desmond Tutu. Right. And... What the book was uh, about was really the two of them got together. It was the Dalai Lama's 80th birthday. So uh, Desmond Tutu went to visit him in uh, his home in India, and they uh, documented a conversation over, I think it was several days, maybe even more than a week. And they talked about a lot of things, but uh, more specifically around joy and yeah. also suffering, um, the idea that suffering is a part of life it's unavoidable there needs to be uh an you really of that, but ate then this book up you I, loved it i love these types of books i love the idea of looking at at our lives and our experiences in a different way and reframing our thoughts mm-hmm. and just you know i like to think that now in my 40s i i think much differently and ho- hopefully show a lot more compassion than i did 10 years ago or uh and you know and evolved and it will continue to evolve 10 years from now. Yeah. And uh, so, and I think gathering these ideas and learning about other people's perspectives definitely helps contribute to that. And specifically around joy, because who doesn't want to have joy in their life, right? So that's yeah. what drew me to this particular Some people book. are just miserable and don't care, you know, about joy. But uh, I don't know. I think most people need 
to have some sort of joy in their lives. I think most, I think people want joy. I think that there are probably people who have given up. I think that there are people who have such exceptional challenges in their lives in terms of the basic needs well, this pandemic uh, being too. fulfilled that people, they, they, they can't see beyond, you know, if people are struggling for food and shelter, yeah. uh, you know, they, they may struggle with the concept of joy, but you know, and, and just in general, I mean, it is something I think that basic human nature draws us toward. We touched upon this, uh, in an earlier conversation, but it's interesting how children, always have wormholes of joy that they go down like uh, over and over like you know for example like a child will go through phases where they're really into certain books or you know a certain toy or a game or just you know anything from just lizards or dinosaurs or whatever like kids just constantly they're like sponges they're just soaking things up and i think that the dalai lama is kind of childlike in that way with his mind uh, where he's always open to learning uh, about joy and having it uh, abundantly in his life. You know, I find that really fascinating. Well, and I find it fascinating to to have read this book by two gentlemen who have probably experienced some of the most heightened suffering that human beings can experience mm-hmm. in their lifetimes and can still focus on on the joy in life. So... Uh, you know, there's a lot to cover in that book, and I won't go into all the details. I yeah. thought I would just focus on the eight pillars of joy that they cover. Okay, yeah, eight pillars. But I definitely recommend it if it's interest. If it's of interest to you, it is a, a bit of a a brick of a book. So a little it bit is, to, uh, to, yeah. to get through. If I recall, I mean, it's been a couple of years since I've read it, but uh, just just a wealth of information in there. First pillar of joy is around perspective, and I often use this. So. If you're presented with a problem or uh, an issue in your life, the idea is perspective is just, you know, to look at it from a wider point of view. Right. One of the easiest things to do is to say, will it matter? Not to constantly like fold your hands and say, why is this happening to me? You know? Well, that's right. Looking at the perspective (laughs) of of your problem in the the greater scheme of things, you know, in terms of problems in the world. Or also, will it matter to you in five days, five months, or even five years? Sometimes when we think back to a situation or a problem that we thought was incredibly significant, it ended up not being an not issue. Not at all. It took care of itself as exactly. well. Exactly. You know? Or often we don't even remember it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a few months down the road. So in talking about these eight pillars of joy, it's more around the approach of reducing suffering as a, as a way of improve, increasing the joy in your life. Mm-hmm. The second one is humility. The idea of just being modest and humble and thinking about how much we depend on others, you right. know, whether how much we depend on our parents growing up or how we depend on even the infrastructure around us, the, you know, or the people who make our medicine or all, all of those different things, you know, help to keep us humble. And um, one definition by John Maxwell says that, you know, People with humility don't think less of themselves. They just think of themselves less. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, again, it's that idea of perspective. We're only one of seven billion people in this world. Yeah. So that can put problems and suffering. Um, I imagine I empathy in, is context. is one of them as well. Is that one of the pillars? Uh, well, you just have to wait and see. Okay. Because I always, My I always hearken. List screw upper. I always uh, hearken back to that. <laughs> 
to your philosophy, like when you see somebody speeding in a car. And you well, yes. Why. So that is that is part of it. So uh, humor <laughs> is one. That's me trying to get you off the yeah, you just derailment. Oh, you know, find ways to laugh at ourselves. Find ways to laugh at the strange things in daily life. Uh, you know, make fun of ourselves. Uh, oftentimes, if I'm having a, a stressful day or just feeling down, you know, this pandemic has a lot of people feeling down. Uh, we'll put a show on that we know will make us laugh. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and it's know, usually the office or, well, lately, Rock lately, the mayor. Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor, another great show that our actual mayor of our city <laughs> tweeted about, and then yeah. we checked it out. So I think that's funny, just it's, picturing it is pretty funny. a mayor watching Mr. Mayor. But it's pretty much anything that Lisa Fay or Tina Fay writes is is great. Oh yeah, she's a great writer. Uh, funny. Number three is acceptance. Or sorry, number four is acceptance. Now it's me screwing up the numbers. <laughs> acceptance. So many times we can't change our situation or the past. And rather than dwell on it, we need to come to a place of acceptance and or just change our, our attitude towards it. Mm-hmm. It's often been said that, you know, why why would you be unhappy about something if it can be fixed? Just go ahead and fix it. And if it can't be fixed, why waste your time being unhappy about it? So, you know, just it's true. Sometimes we need to accept things and and focus on the the things that make us happy and accept the things we can't. It's funny change. because like if take something simple like, you know, dropping a a coffee cup by accident and having it smashed. Like I've seen people absolutely freak out over things like that. Like, ah, oh, like just, you know, nearly put a hole in the wall because they broke a coffee cup or whatever, but I've always been That's excessive. of the, of the philosophy <laughs> I know. I do. I did like the cartoon rendition of it, but but I know that there are people who do that. Yeah, there are. It's it's like people like when they get you know cut off in traffic and stuff, and they want to like chase them down or whatever. But anyway, like, but I've always had the philosophy that okay, well, you know, that's a bummer that that happened, but it's broke now. There's no point in getting all upset about it. You know what I mean? Well, you could get the crazy glue out and try to piece it all together, but it will always be cracked. Yeah, it will always be cracked. <laughs> you destroyed the. You might as well have coffee mug rage over that one. Um, number five is forgiveness. So an important part of living in the present is, of course, to to free yourself from your past, and mm-hmm. whether that's forgiving somebody else for something they've done to you, or forgiving yourself for, uh, you know, something that you regret. Mm-hmm. And I think. You know, I've I've had that happen. I think as I as I grow older, in my wise old forties, one of the things that I've realized is that you need to forgive your younger self sometimes. That when you look back on things that you've done, that you think maybe I could have done that better or handled the situation differently, you did the best you could at that time. And I think that's a great way to look at the past. These are so many pop songs with that in the. In their in their ideas with their songs. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. No excuses, no regrets. I need to see you again, my friend. What's the other one? Oh. And then there's what's that Green Day one that you really like? You know. Um, another the, turning the time point. of my life or whatever. Yes, you know. Turning. Well, anyway. I yes. Another. Now you got me thinking about that song, and I can't remember all the lyrics, but. But I guess yes, the idea of forgiveness. I hope is you had the way. time of your life. <laughs> Again, these pillars are more focused on on addressing suffering and minimizing that as a as a path to joy. Number six is gratitude. 
being thankful for everything, being thankful for everyone. This is something we often do with our kids. Yeah. I mean, I remember growing up and that was a, a big thing. Like, you know, there's kids starving somewhere in the world. Make sure you eat your food. And and I still do that. Yeah. I do that with Hux and Yeah. But well, I think it's, it's also an awareness of how fortunate we are. We mm-hmm. are we we are uh, fortunate we live in St. John, New Brunswick in Canada. Uh, you know, we have a a roof over our heads, food on our table, uh, health care available to us. We're, you know, in a, in a safe country. We're not, you know, in a war-torn area. It's There's so many things to be grateful for. Now, I know, depending on where you're listening from, you know, everybody's situation is different. But I think we can all look at things uh, around us, and there's always something to be, oh, to be grateful for. And yeah. that and that can give you joy in and of itself. You know, we often compare ourselves to people who have more, yeah. you know, and become envious of things that they have. But we don't compare ourselves as often to people who have less and use that as a way to be grateful. Good point. Um, number seven is compassion. So, you know, trying to understand where people come from, and this is... It sort of leads into what you were talking about, Jeff, about when people cut you off in traffic and having a bit of a paradigm shift about, yeah, you know, maybe they weren't cutting you off because they were... Maybe they're on their way to the hospital. In certain obscenity here, but or but yeah, yeah maybe they're on their way to the hospital. And I, I find more and more now when people do things that I can't get my head around, that I can't understand, maybe things that just seem cruel or just... Or just mean or like ill-intentioned or, or trying to, you know, like Republicans. <laughs> but I, I often try to come up with a, a situation or scenario in my own mind that would cause them to do that. And it may or may not be true, but it, it allows me to just have a little bit more compassion for their situation. And, and I guess a realization that I don't know what people are going through. You know, we don't know everybody's stories. That's you got to give pe- people the benefit of the doubt. You know, well, that's right. A lot of times we think that what hap- when somebody says something to us, it's negative. It's a reflection on us. When often it's a, well, most times it's a reflection on them mm-hmm. and what they're going through and where they're at in life, or or just where they're at in the point of the day. Um, if they're not bringing you joy, move on. Right. Uh, number eight is the last pillar, generosity. Generosity. And this, I mean, this in terms of joy, happiness, a lot of articles you'll read will talk about the importance of service and, and finding a life of purpose is, you know, serving others, whether it's, uh, you know, making a meal for someone you love, uh, spending time with people, you know, maybe it's volunteering in your community, uh, you know, all of those things are a way of showing generosity. Some people are, are fortunate enough to have resources to make donations and, and show generosity in that fashion. But all of those things can bring you joy. Mm-hmm. Helping somebody else's plight, which I'm sure that the Dalai Lama and the Archbishop Bishop Desmond Tutu have done a lot of. Yes, And they definitely. know the benefits of it, you know. So that was more of a, a deeper perspective on joy. And maybe we'll go now to a more practical, you know, our, our day-to-day, a Jeff and Amy level <clears throat> concept right. of joy. And I remember uh, I was in, well, we were all in, uh, our family was in Nicaragua a few years ago. And I went to a yoga class uh, with my friend Janelle. Yes, I remember this. And... It was really hot. I remember that. Uh, it was like an open air yoga class. But one of the things the teacher talked about uh, during a particular point in the class 
was for us to reflect on a moment as children and what gave us joy. Yeah. What was something that we did that gave us pure joy as kids and ask whether we were still doing that thing now. Yeah. And that really got me thinking about what did I really enjoy as a kid and how can I use those experiences to recreate joy in my life now? Yeah, it's it's a it's a great uh, opportunity to go back in your childhood and see exactly what it was that brought you joy because a lot of those things, you know, not all across the board, but still bring you joy, I would say, you know. When I was a kid, I loved exploring. I loved going along the, the you know, the seashore of the Bay of Fundy and just looking for shells and just, you know, just having fun exploring my environment. I don't necessarily do that anymore. Like well, not the way you do when I think about your photography. Yeah. You, you know, that's definitely having a keen eye around your environment. Yeah, you take different angles on things that you used to do, right? You know, it's, uh, you know, there's all kinds of things. Yeah, that... you may not be playing dinky cars on the sidewalk, but... No, I don't really do that. But I, I sometimes I pretend I'm in a giant dinky car when I'm in my car driving around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Drive it right off the cliff. <laughs> Yeehaw! Your facial Dude, the expressions Duke's are Duke's a hazard. Are, are, I, 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 sometimes I, I'm sad that we're, we're, we don't have video to accompany the audio because your facial expressions and oh. <laughs> they're priceless. So I think people often were, well, during the pandemic, people were searching for hobbies. Mm-hmm. And James Clear is the author of uh, Atomic Habits, which we have another episode on Atomic Habits, if you want to check that out. But he talked about the idea of how to find a good hobby. And his, his example was, he said, picture you have two women and they go on a dating site and they are both looking to find the love of their life. Right. Bear with me. Jeff's giving me that, like, where are you going with this? Look? Yep. They're both trying to find the love of their life. And you've got one woman who just kind of sits on the on the dating site and reads people's profiles and doesn't really do much. And then you've got the other woman who, you know, is reading profiles, messaging people, going out on dates. And it's of working those, at it. Right. And so of those of those two women, do you, who do you think is most likely to to find true love? Is it the woman who never puts herself out there? Or is it the woman who well, is meeting all of these people? And, and That's a hard one because I was on there for like four or five days and met you. You were on there. You were on like the, the online dating site for months and dated all kinds of crazy people. So <laughs> Hopefully none of whom are listening to this podcast. <laughs> no, not crazy people. But you know what I mean? Like it didn't, it didn't well, pan it's out. putting yourself but out that's, there. But you messaged me. You yeah. took that step. So I guess... It, but you're right. The person who's putting the work in is the one that is usually going to get the fruit of the labor, really. Well, and I guess the idea with the hobbies, and I guess that went, that went sideways really fast. <laughs> Jeff and I met online, if in case our oh, yeah, podcast we did. listeners didn't know. Plenty we, of fish. Plenty of fish. A good old fat. I don't know if that website's still around. I think it is. But anyways, that's how we met online. And... Uh, isn't that but, funny? But this example had nothing to do with our dating history, but more to do with hobbies. And the idea was the more, th- if you want to find something you like, you need yeah. to keep trying you different keep things. Yeah. So you've got to give it a go. Mm-hmm. And then if it doesn't work out, fine, drop it. And But I guess one problem with hobbies, though, is usually people spend a bloody fortune on supplies until 
well, and, there's and get full blown into it. Maybe make sure you you are actually enjoying it before you make I mean, heavy investment. Making art and painting and stuff has always been a hobby that I wanted to explore, and I have honestly the pandemic to thank for doing that because that was what that was the impetus that it took to like actually set something up in the basement and and get going with it. And I've been going pretty much nonstop. Like I have you know little pauses in the creativity but i mean yeah, that's the only thing that came out of 2020 that was any good was the art hole yeah 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 exactly for me you know yeah jeff's art <laughs> hole is the studio the down in the basement hole. other things that we enjoyed as kids well you know O magazine recommends if you're trying to find things to give you joy in your life that you should make a list make a list of things that you did as a kid make a list of things you've done recently well what are and, some of the things uh, that you've done as kids as as a kid that brought you joy hmm well you know for me swimming has always been a big one yeah i remember going to swimming lessons and you know it being i would go to swimming lessons in the early early morning and it would be freezing cold out and i didn't care i would still go because i just loved being in the water so much i remember going swimming you know in in rivers and and in the ocean with my friends so something about being in water, and it's something I still enjoy now, but I don't make as much time to do. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you remember when you were kids and your parents would say, don't sit so close to the TV, you know, because it's going to screw up your eyes. You know, you're going you're gonna to have bad, bad eyes because you're sitting too close to the TV. Do you remember that? There's did no your, way that people can't hear did your, that our, did your, son just, our, did son, our son just flushed the toilet. Well, it's, it's no big deal. We'll just carry on. Anyways, what I was saying was, is like, do you remember your, your parents saying that to you? I do. Yeah. I say it to Hux all the time. Yeah, yeah. But now, with like virtual reality, you're pretty much inside the TV. So, I mean, what's the difference? And, and was that just a, like a wise tale? Like, you know, does, does it actually ruin your eyes? I, I doubt it. I don't know. Does I mean, it strain your eyes? I think about the amount of hours I sit in front of a computer screen. Yeah. And I, yeah. So when I now tell our son not to <laughs> sit too close to the television, I have to kind of think about how close I'm sitting to a computer monitor all day long at my work. Yeah. And I don't know, though. Maybe screens aren't as bad. Maybe our parents weren't lying to us, but maybe screens are less impactful in terms of negatively affecting our eyesight now. Maybe. Let's go with that. Yeah, uh, it's interesting though. Sorry, I don't I know what that has to do with uh, you know. And I completely derailed you with the, uh, the oh, background right. noise of a toilet flushing, but uh, you know what? We are unedited, and yeah. we have a child, and that is our life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, when I was reflecting on what I liked to do as a kid, most of the things were outside, which made me realize yeah. I just love nature. I I remember fireflies were like magic. I don't think Hux has ever seen fireflies. Do they still exist? Oh yeah. Absolutely. We're city dwellers, so I it's think it's only a certain time of the summer. In though, the country, I always I always saw them. Well, they yeah, I think they have a short short little lifespan. Yeah, horseback riding. Uh, I remember like the the smell of laundry off the line. That it was pure joy. That, oh, that's yeah. bliss. Fresh cut grass. Skateboarding was a joy for me back in the day. I still enjoy when I get on a skateboard, even though I'm close to fifty now. I mean, actually, I haven't been on a skateboard in probably five, six years, but it's fun just to carve around, you know. There's something about, like, moving through space, right? Whether you're, you're riding down a hill on At a bicycle, night. sliding down a hill in the snow. Yeah. There, 
but I find as I get older, I have more fear attached to those activities that, I, you know, I think about how I'm going to hurt myself. Uh, well, yeah. That's and just, that's in hurt. your blood though. That's... I break easier now because I am older. Yeah. But those types of things, those thrilling activities were, those gave me joy as a kid. Absolutely. Going to the library. I know I mentioned that earlier about getting lost in books and just sitting down in the aisle and having books like all around me. I mean... I still love going to the library and I love looking for new writers and or writers that I know or artists that I know now. Like actually that's one of the things I want to do in the next few days is go to the library and get out some reference books for art I want to try. So oh, Yeah, you really love books. I do. I love Even books. if you don't read them. I do read them. I well, no, but I eventually mean, get to them. I know, I know you do read them, but I just mean that you you tend to buy more than you could ever read. I know I do, yeah. You but just that's like just this around, like we have stacks same, of books around the house that you just like. Same with records. Like I buy records, I listen to all the records, but I like to have an, an encyclopedia of music and words to draw upon whenever I want. I don't know. If you can make there's like, worse things. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I know crazy. you're not. I'm just saying there's, this is, there's, this, this there's is where Jeff things. says I could do crack. I could do crack, you know, I don't know if you do crack or you smoke crack or you yeah. snort crack, but something with crack and no, I'm glad you don't do that. Uh, you know what I, what I love doing nowadays is podcasting. Yeah, me too. Podcasting to is down. really fun. We sit down, we chat. It's, it's a creative outlet and you know, it's not. It's just something to look forward to. I look forward to it every week. Yeah. And sharing uh, sharing what we record with others. It's it's fun. It's nice to it's nice that uh, it's getting picked up a lot more and people are listening. And you know, if you guys have anything that you know that you can think of from your childhood that brought you joy that you want to share with us, find us on any of the social medias and yeah, definitely. Check us out. And if. And remember, if it gave you joy as a kid, give it another go as an adult and reclaim that joy because life is short. Yes. If this podcast gave you joy, just let us know. And listen to it again. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can catch up on past episodes at infoquench.com. Or just about anywhere else you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And help spread the word about InfoQuench. Till Til next time. time.